Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Wow. Oh my hey. goodness. How are you? I'm good. good. You just crack me up at times. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> we are laughing before we we start even doing the, doing this podcast. We have a good time together. We do. I have to say that. <laughs> yes, we do. And, and this is a blessing to do the podcast. So yeah, you know, even though it's not scripted, sometimes we don't know what we're going to talk about. It works out and it does. The Holy Spirit's with us. So yeah, and you guys, whoever's listening, if there's something you want us to talk about, yeah, just could give somebody, us a shout out. Yeah, like reach out to us either at that email address, mm-hmm. askthecounselors at gmail.com, um, or, yeah. you know, most of you out there know how to get <laughs> yeah, in we touch. Probably, we probably know all of you. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. Hey, um, and, and that's another thing, too. I mean, come on, all you people out there that we know. Are you sharing our podcast with people? Listen, we're not only on Podbean, but we're on Spotify. So please, we want more people to listen because, um, again, it's not scripted, but we just know that the Lord has something that he's using us that somebody needs to hear. So we just want to share that. Farther and um, more widespread, we can bring God's word. Oh, that's... That's what yeah. we want to do. So we yeah, do help that. us do that. Help us do that. Yeah. So Nay, what are we? What are we talking about today? Actually, Nehemiah has been coming up all the time. It has. And um, it started with you giving this as a gift, and it's the book called uh, the Nehemiah Code by O. S. Mm-hmm. O. S. Hawkins. O. S. Hawkins. And I even like the title. It says it's never too late for a new beginning. So how many people need a new beginning that's listening in something? Yeah. A career, a relationship. Right. A new beginning of thinking in a better way. A new beginning living without pride or selfishness. A new beginning of um, anything. Leaving an addiction behind. Yeah. A new beginning. Listen, God gives us, we've said this a million times on here, God gives us a new day, a new week, a new month, a new year. Mm-hmm. And um, and especially, oh, I just love as we are coming up on Easter. I love that because that is just a season of refreshing. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that is a new beginning. Yeah, absolutely. It's never too late. It's never too late. Listen. Why don't you share, like, in the beginning, you were you just had just pointed out to me that in Nehemiah 1, it's, it starts with a prayer. Yeah. So what did you pick up out of those oh, verses? Well, Nehemiah 1, 5 through 11, I read this um, probably, let me just see, probably back in December of 2020. Um, it could have been even longer than that, but verse of five through 11, it's actually a prayer. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, um, 
it's a prayer that Nehemiah is saying. Um, and let me just point out a couple of things. Um, do you want me to read 5 through 11, Nay, or what, what do you want me to do? We could, but why don't we give a little background on Nehemiah? Sure. He, he was the cupbearer, right? Yeah. He and was... I, don't tell me to say that king's name. Can you? I know you know how to say it. A king. Uh, artist. Artist. Artemis. No, Arty. It's A R T A X. Oh no, it's not Artemis. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's this one. <clears throat> Let me see. Artisus. Artisus. No. No. Uh -uh. No. Artisus. We're gonna go with Art. Art. Let's call him <laughs> King Art. King Art. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> Nehemiah was the cupbearer for King Art, mm -hmm. and that was a very prestigious job. Um, yes. Very dangerous job. Um, it was. Had to make sure that, you know, that whatever the king put in his mouth would not kill the king. Can you imagine that job? <laughs> right. Oh, here, let me just take a little sip of that wine and see if it's poisonous. Right. I don't want that job. Count That's me out. Terrible. <laughs> but or that food? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But he had to trust. The king had to really, really trust Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. And so it was somebody that he highly, highly trusted. Well, the wall in Jerusalem It's Artaxerxes, I think. Yeah, I knew you knew how to say it. Yeah. I think the X in his name is it actually a Z. Okay. It sounds like Artaxerxes. Yeah, that sounds Artaxerxes. about right. Artaxerxes. Yeah. And so the wall, um, he wanted to rebuild the wall in his hometown of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And so it, it took a lot for him to ask the king to even have that time off because obviously it would take, well, gosh, how long did it end up taking him? I didn't get to the end of the book yet, but I'm sure it was, wasn't it years? Yes. Yeah, it took years for the wall to be rebuilt. But let's back up though, because he had, he had, it says, um, see, you couldn't go to the king and look sorrow, sorrow, sorrowful. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. You couldn't do that. So he does, he goes to the king and then the king uh, said to him, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. Um, and then uh, Nehemiah says, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Hmm. And then that's when the king said, well, what do you request? And, and um, Nehemiah in, in verse four, starting four and five, he says, so I prayed to the God of heaven and I said to the king, I mean, he was kind of worried, yeah, you know, to even say this, but it says, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, that I may rebuild. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, he asked that of the king? What if the king said no? Mm -hmm. Because somebody has to replace him in the meantime. Right. So who's that going to be? Mm -hmm. um, and then verse 6, it says, Then the king said to me, and by the way, the queen was also sitting beside mm -hmm. the, the king, How long will your journey be, and when will you return? 
I thought it was like 15 years, wasn't it? Like 15 comes to mind that it took that long, but I could be mistaken. Um, so it pleased the king to send me, and I sent him a time. Furthermore, I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river uh, that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. So he needed, he needed all these other people to fall in line with what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So this was a pretty big ask, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the one thing I did want to point out is back at verse 5 through 11. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read it, but I am going to point this out. So get a pen and a paper. But verse 5 through 6, that's the adoration part of his prayer. Then we've got, let's see, 6 through about verse 7, that's the confession. And then about 8, 9, 8 and 9, that's thanksgiving. And then 10 and 11 is the supplication. So if you're one of those people who, uh, you know, sometimes we use that acronym ACTS, Mm-hmm. to to pray you've got the adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication right here in nehemiah hmm. so and just like jesus nehemiah prayed first he yes, prayed before fasted, he? he went to the king yep yeah yeah went into to deep prayer about that mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know because you know in his prayers he was we always have to pray for the other person as well as we're confronting or asking mm-hmm. that God works on their heart, softens their heart. So obviously the, the Lord was, you know, gave the king compassion at that moment. To even be to, receptive And of. to even open up the conversation. Like he's the one that opened it up and asked Nehemiah. Yeah, he what, came what's back wrong? with the question. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, that yeah, there's so many little nuggets in that book because I, I I will confess I've read Nehemiah but I've never dissected Nehemiah and thinking that you know there's so many leadership skills in here that Nehemiah showed oh my goodness um in ways to have um rally up people but even himself like mm-hmm. things a mindset that he showed that he had that God used him because God if you're a follower of Christ, God needs to use you. Right. So this is for everyone. Absolutely. Because you need to be, we, we should be, have a desire to be used by the Lord because there's nothing more rewarding than that. So there were so many things in Nehemiah that was just, so many things we could even apply in our own life. I know we're not building a wall, but it's it's metaphor for building up a new relationship, like the things we mentioned, building yes. up a career, getting a uh-huh. new start, you know. Yeah. Um, Making change. Yeah. Going into, I mean, just look at, we've said this a million times about our own, our own girls, how they're starting off life. And, you know, this is a brand new, this is brand new to them, Mm -hmm. you know, so. It's a new uh, beginning. Yeah, new beginning with getting married. So Mm -hmm. it all, it all, um, it all plays together. Right. You know, so I think that like one of the first points is um, with Nehemiah is that we always have to pray first, then speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something else in our Bible, and it says when we pray first and then speak to others, we can expect to find favor 
and good understanding in the sight of God and our fellow believers. So we want to, like Naomi said, we want to pray for the other person so that they're receptive to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many things in this book to point out, and I'm trying to kind of like how to keep it in order. Well, you know, one thing I do want to point out is as you're reading Nehemiah, keep in mind, like as you're reading it in the forefront of your mind, um, keep Jesus there. Mm -hmm. See how this relates to Jesus, because in Nehemiah, you can see... um, some similarities to Nehemiah and Jesus. Um, Yeah. Uh, Here's one thing. Uh, If you go to Nehemiah 2, it's uh, in our Bible, it says Nehemiah views the wall of Jerusalem. So he's coming into Jerusalem. Um, He was there for three days. Uh, In verse 12, it says, Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me, I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I rode. Mm. What do you think Jesus did? Jesus Mm, rode into Jerusalem Mm -hmm. on a donkey. Right. So you could see some similarities. Um, Nehemiah, he rode in on a donkey. Um, he didn't go around telling people what God had told him to do. He just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, he just yeah. he just did it. So I think that's pretty profound. That you know, pray first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you got to listen, listen for God, right? Listen to what God is telling you, and then you've got to you got to take some action. Yeah, you got to move forward. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else? There's so much good stuff here. There's a lot of prayers in Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of prayers. Um, some of the, I mean, obviously, that was his first hurdle, was getting the king to agree and allow him to go give him permission to leave. But then when he got there, I mean, we're talking about this was a huge wall. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about a wall on just a, a small building. Um, this was a huge responsibility. And, and so he we had think, to gather people to help him. Yeah. And just think about your own mountain that you think is a humongous mountain before you that it feels um, overwhelming. It feels like you have no no way of 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 rebuilding whatever you're working on. Um, he really, as you can see through Nehemiah, he folk he never left his focus off of Christ. He never he never lost focus, and he had his goal in mind, and he was going to accomplish it with mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. no matter what. And he really had some opposition. He did um, a lot, and there's some stuff here I can read out of the book that it really made. Um, it was neat how he, um, the author, put it in a way that it's kind of relatable to um, 
football as you remember the part where he was talking about YAC, which is yards after contact. So it's I have like, used that in counseling. I don't know I mean, how many times. That was so neat. It is okay. Explain what what that is. Okay, so I'm just going to read a little because he he really worded this great. Mm -hmm. um, page 103. It's it's like when you're he says when you're watching a a football game, mm -hmm. and it was it was uh, John Madden, the yes. former professional football coach. He's um, the one that came up with that yes, term. He came up with yards after contact. Mm -hmm. um, it it says it is the statistic that measures the success or lack thereof of a power running back. Madden began compiling this measurement mm -hmm. by counting the number of yards a running back makes after first being hit by an opposing player. That is the key. Okay, mm -hmm. it's not about it's it's not about prior to that, but the key is the yards a running back makes after yeah. first being hit by an opposing player. So when you're watching a football game, you could see when somebody has a ball and guys are tackling that guy, but that guy keeps pushing through he keeps moving mm -hmm. through and that's what counts yeah he doesn't just stop once somebody you know it's not like um flag football right right yeah but yeah. it's it's like it matters most to just plunge Push through, through. Yeah. i know it's it's he says he doesn't just stop running, throw the ball to the ground and quit. Right. He doesn't cave in, crumble to the turf, then casually get up and stroll back to the huddle to regroup and plan the next play. He does not fumble away his opportunity, nor does he turn around and start running in the opposite direction right. to avoid more contact. What does the best running backs do? Yes, this After is key. Being this is hit, key. They keep moving forward, keep churning their powerful legs, and keep heading in the direction of the goal line. Can I just stop you here? Gosh, this is so good because how many times has the enemy try to defeat a person, try to defeat us in something? Mm -hmm. Again, in addiction, something with um, relationships in a marriage, maybe at work where something is really, really hard and you feel like you can't get any relief. You can't get ahead. You can't get ahead. You but, can't get a break. But what matters most? You keep moving forward. You keep moving forward, even in the pain, mm -hmm. the struggle. Um, you know, even if you're, <clears throat> you're down to your last $20 bill, mm -hmm. Um, even if you, um, you know, are facing a divorce, a crisis with family mm -hmm. members, mm -hmm. whatever it is, what do you still do? You push through it. Right. Because I think at that moment of contact, that is where the enemy wants to take you down. Yeah. But that, I, I believe, is where we have got to say, no way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to push through this thing because I know that's what God wants me to do. Right. Right. Cuz it says some of us never rebuild in life because as soon as we're hit with any opposition, yes. we're prone to quit, fumble away our opportunity or worse yet, start running in the opposite direction. Yeah. 
So we, you know, we have to learn that it's the yards after contact that matter the most. Read on, Naomi, where it's where after that sentence you just read. It says, but rebuilders always keep moving forward after they are hit because they have learned that it is the yards after contact that matter most in life, not just in football. Often YAC is what determines whether or not we reach our goal, and it's the key element that separates those who rebuild from those who don't. I think that is key. Let's let's read that again. Rebuilders always keep moving forward after they are hit because they have learned that it is the yards after contact that matter most in life, not just in football. Mm-hmm. And we just need to accept, like he says on the next page, rebuilding and opposition go hand in hand. It does. <laughs> It does. You're not going to not come against any opposition when you're rebuilding something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. The enemy doesn't want you to rebuild something better. The enemy doesn't want you to rebuild your marriage Mm -hmm. into something better than what it was. Mm -hmm. A rebuild, or the enemy doesn't want you to rebuild a life after a crisis has hit and is taking you down to total broken brokenness Mm -hmm. the enemy doesn't want you to rebuild when you are heavy in an addiction but you have the will to get out of it Mm -hmm. because our god is stronger than the enemy (laughs) yes way stronger than the enemy but see that i think that that again is at that point of rebuilding where the lord is saying Seek my face. Here yes. I am. Humble yourself yes. because I'm going to help you rebuild. Mm-hmm. Right. Nehemiah didn't do it without the Lord. No, he did not. I mean, he built a wall. Yeah. When he had opposition where they were coming to battle him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was one point where Nehemiah had all his people had a shovel in one hand and a sword in the other hand. Yeah. They didn't stop rebuilding the wall waiting for the battle in the interim they kept moving forward and when the battle came they sounded a trumpet and they all surrounded nehemiah ready to get the battle over and then go back to work Ooh, the sound of the trumpet oh yeah that's another analogy it is it is if you switch to like page 106 there's four key principles that nehemiah had yes these are really good. These are so good, you guys. Y'all, let me just reiterate. This is called the Nehemiah Code, and it's by O.S. Hawkins. You could get the book at um, christianbook.com. Mm-hmm. Great book. It's so good. So the first principle was Nehemiah shows us how important it is to deal with conflict head on. Okay, let's just stop there. I got something to say about that. <laughs> I know you do. We have to deal with conflict. We cannot avoid it. Right. If you're an avoider, okay, do something new and let's 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 deal with some conflict. Yeah, because it doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. It won't go away. No. It says he didn't ignore it and hope it would just go away. <laughs> I should have kept reading. <laughs> yeah, reading. Right. Neither can we turn a blind eye to opposition, nor can we turn around, run the other way, and expect to see the goal of rebuilding accomplished. We must deal with opposition and conflict head on. You have to. I mean, this is where growth happens. 
if you don't and you avoid it, okay, well, you're, you're, you're now called an avoider and not a rebuilder. Yes. And we're commanded to be a peacemaker. So you need to deal with that opposition, mm -hmm. make peace with it, and then move on. Right. Second, Nehemiah made some proper adjustments. Mm. There was still a considerable amount of rubbish, and I want to talk about that for a second, mm -hmm. on and around the broken wall that needed to be removed and hauled away. Oh, my goodness. We did talk <laughs> about the rubbish. Yeah. Okay, talk about it. Well, you can't rebuild a wall on top of rubbish that is junk and in the way and that is not on a solid foundation it'll crumble and fall girl i'm raising my hand right now <laughs> and i'm getting chills because that's the thing he jesus is our sure foundation, our sure foundation. right we don't build on sinking sand you will fall you will crumble Guaranteed, you will fall and crumble. So you know what that is? That's cleaning up the junk. Yes. You got to clean up your junk so you can rebuild on a solid, mm -hmm. solid foundation. Listen, for you, for you couples, um, you know, that are out there that are remarrying or new couples coming together that have had some trials Mm -hmm. uh, in your past and if you've never dealt with them yeah okay well let's deal with it mm-hmm get on that sure foundation right and where where does that start with Jesus Christ do you you have to have Jesus Christ as your sure foundation to start a new life with someone mm -hmm. or else it's not it's it's gonna be so difficult mm -hmm. I mean you know, the Lord doesn't promise us that living here on this earth is easy. But gosh, we've we've just we've got to get that foundation underneath us and it all starts with a relationship with Christ. Right, right. And if you have a mountain of rubbish and junk mm. and mm -hmm. you need to purge out. Mm. Just like I was telling you. I'm purging out some of my my old purses. Yeah, I'm purging out some of that, some of that junk. Uh huh. You have to. Yep. Yep, and it'll feel so much better. So yeah, take an inventory. Mm. <laughs> take an inventory. Yeah. Even an emotional or mental inventory. Mm -hmm. Is there any rubbish in there? Or because you want to make sure that you're building on a solid foundation, and if you're building on top of the rubbish, it's going to crumble. Yes. And you know what I like in this, this second point? It does say from time to time in our own rebuilding experience, it is necessary for us to call a timeout and make some adjustments to our game plan. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to say, okay, you know what? I need to put some stuff aside so I can make adjustments. I could clean out the rubbish. Yeah and get that taken care of so I can move forward in a new way. Because mm -hmm. Nehemiah had to do that. The people were, had their, they, they took their eyes off Jesus and they were focusing on the rubbish. Mm -hmm. And then he had to rally them up and, yeah. and get a group of people that would move all that rubbish and out, of the way. out of the way so that they could continue with building. Yeah. And so he had to make, you know, a proper adjustment mm. and correct that mm -hmm. so that the people were, were got back on, 
on the goal. Yes. The eyes focused. focused and get get rid of that. So yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Number three was Nehemiah was an overcomer. Oh. Once he dealt with his opposition head on and made some proper adjustments to his plan, he overcame obstacles by continuing to do the right thing. So let me just ask a question. Let me ask this question for people who are listening. What obstacle do you need to overcome right now and so that you are so you can do the right thing mm -hmm. not only by you but by the people around you by your kids by your family by your co-workers and most of all by by the lord like what do you need to do to do the right thing yeah because it really is simple because that's what god's called us to do righteousness means doing the right thing that's what righteousness means yes. doing the right thing it's that simple um and nehemiah did that he it says he watched and he worked with a what's that word what's trowel the trowel a trowel mm -hmm. in one hand mm -hmm. and a sword in the other he continued his rebuilding process always keeping a keen eye out for any opposition he never let the opposition deter him from his task ahead he kept doing what was right god will bless you if you do what's right and i just i, I want to take this back to a scripture in isaiah and give me one second to find it because i I want to read it to you all. There's part of one that I want to read. And then if we go over here, because, okay. He overcame obstacles by continuing to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You do the right thing. Lord. The Lord has a promise for you. And I want to take you back to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, and it says this, do not remember the former things, mm -hmm. nor Amen. consider the things of old. Mm -hmm. Behold, I will do a new thing. Ooh, I got chills. Mm -hmm. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Mm. Then I want to jump over here to 46. It says, uh, 46, 8, remember this and show yourselves men. Recall to mind, O you transgress transgressors. Rem then this says, remember the former things of old. Now it's the opposite of what, what uh, the Lord just said, mm -hmm. but he's saying, for I am God and mm -hmm. there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So you know, listen. Mm, that's good. It is good. Those those are good. Those are good scriptures. I do have to say. So we wow. got to. We have to overcome. We have to overcome. Mm -hmm. The Lord's with us. Mm 
Yeah. He said he's going to do a new thing. Right. But we got to press forward through the struggle. Right. And mm -hmm. remember where you came from. Like in like uh, the last scripture you read, remember back what you overcame and where you were yeah. from. And that the only way you got through that was with Christ's strength. That's right. Mm -hmm. See, that, that's... He gets the glory. That's the interesting part about it is, listen, he's not saying forget that bad thing that happened, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because I honestly believe that the Lord wants us to re remember some of yes. those experiences. Just don't live in. Don't live in those. debilitated by those past things. Absolutely. But remember it because that's your story and your testimony. Yeah. Your testimony and what Lord did in yeah. your life. That he's He's gotten you through mm -hmm. you the rubbish. Yes. Keep going, girl. Ooh, the last one is Finally, Nehemiah rallied his troops. He knew how important his team's morale was in the rebuilding process. He not only got started with his goal in mind, but now well into the journey, he continues to work to keep his team focused on that goal. Mm. You know, and if we're battling something, sometimes you might have to rally support. Be around, we've talked about it many times, mm -hmm. be around a good community, people that are Christ-minded, mm -hmm. people that will pray over you, yeah. pray with you, yeah. and constantly be praying for you. Absolutely. I mean, and, and we do this with each other, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if we're, if we're struggling with something, we have a bad day, or we have something coming up, or mm -hmm. whatever it is, we, we always say, hey, okay, I need some help here. I, I need you to pray for mm -hmm. me. Right. So right. it's very and important. It always, it always brings that peace. Always. God's he peace. He has never let me down. He is so faithful. Amen. So faithful. You just have to invite him in, surrender. Mm -hmm. And boy, Nehemiah just had some great, I recommend you reading the book and obviously the, the Bible book of Nehemiah. Yeah. This, this is a good book. I'm, I should have followed along in the Bible of Nehemiah because I would have, Made some really. I like to note up my Bible. I oh, like to yeah. highlight. And I do too. So I'm gonna actually finish reading this and do it again. Yeah, by I, having my Bible open side by side. Absolutely. I love the book of Nehemiah because it just it talks about restoration, yeah. rebuilding, conflict resolution, conflict resolution, leadership. Mm -hmm. You could see the. Um, uh, you could see Jesus in that book yeah. so so much. I didn't realize that till you said that. Yeah, That's it's real. Awesome. It's really good. I, I love this book, and I don't know. Maybe we could come back in another podcast and mm -hmm. and share some more about uh, Nehemiah. Yeah, that'd be good. All righty. Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Have a good day. All righty. Bye bye. bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.